Boy, it sure is nice to be out in these dark, scary woods, isn't it, Donald? I'm not usually a fan of camping, but you really delivered on the goods on this trip. What a location! Look at this place! Look at those wolves over there! Look at that fire crackling here! Listen to those crickets chirping. Perfect for our Halloween month episode of The Ritwit. And also happens to be our 13th episode that we're recording on your Friday. Really? A week after Friday the 13th. It is a week after the Friday the 13th, you're right. Funny how that works out, huh? Uh, anyways, um, you have fun uh, tendering the fire there, getting the s'mores ready to go, I guess. And I'm going to go get back into my tent and play online games on my laptop here. You're oh. out in these wondrous woods and you just want to play on your computer? Uh, yep, pretty much. <laughs> Why? Enjoy the experience of nature, Donald! Oh, excuse me, but I like being a man of the 21st century. We spent thousands of years perfecting our technology so we don't have to go out in the woods and hunt mammoths with spears anymore. Why put all that glorious progress to waste? How are you even getting Wi-Fi out here? I have a hotspot on my phone. It's a wonder of 2017 technology. Doesn't that wreck your data plan? It's worth it, David! I'm a guy who plays video games and writes books about dinosaurs with laser guns. I'm a huge dork, okay? I need my internet. You don't need it right now, Donald. Just sit back and relax. Let me at least tell you a scary story. It's a campfire tradition. Fine. I mean, it is the Halloween month episode. And the 13th episode! And the 13th episode. Fine, tell me your scary story. All right. It all started when a writer, just like yourself, walked all alone in these very same woods until he eventually found his way back to where he called home, the suburb. Smart man. Now in a more comfortable environment to him, he thought he was safe. Just like you, Donald, he was a self-proclaimed dork. He played video games and wrote stories about mammoths with muskets. Wait, mammoths with muskets? That's ridiculous. But just like you, he feared many things. Heights, spiders, repeated failures to use the Oxford comma, and worst of all, Hello, Donald. <gasps> oh no! That's a... That's a... Yes, Donald! It's a girl! And not just any girl. A girl who thinks dorks like you, Donald, are lame. No! My worst fear! I strive for being adorably dorky! Girls like guys who are adorkable, right? Not me. I'm the type of girl you fear most. That Megazoic book of yours? What a dumb idea. Only a loser would write that. I'm not a loser! Well, you did need to self-publish. Shut up! What's this? Wi-Fi? Out in the woods? You should enjoy nature. She's right, you know. She's not right! I just don't like too much exposure to nature. You just don't like to challenge yourself. You're afraid of the unknown. She's right! She knows all my flaws. I do, Donald. That's why you should listen to me. You are lame. No! Lame. No! Lame. No! Lame, lame, lame. You all right there, Donald? Oh, oh, I just had the worst dream. Such a horrible nightmare. 
Let me guess, your nightmare include a power outage or having no Wi-Fi in the woods? Uh, thankfully, no. My woods Wi-Fi was quite functional, but the rest... Ugh. We have a podcast to record, right? Yeah, we're recording right now. Oh, oh okay. <clears throat> Let me uh, collect myself here. Uh... <sighs> okay, okay, we're good. <clears throat> Welcome, fellow nerds, to another episode of The Ritwitch, the show where... Lame! <laughs> Donald? What was that? What's wrong? You... You didn't hear that? Oh, what's going on in my head? What's going on? I'll just do the intro this time. Welcome, fellow nerds, to another episode of The Ritwit. The show where us two housebroken writers decide that taking a walk on the wild side every so often is good. So long as we can connect to the internet. That, that's very true. <sighs> okay, okay, I think I'm good now. I, I'm Matt Donald. And I'm Matt David. And I'm Christina Eilert. Ah, ah, oh, okay, she's gone now. Okay, and, you know, here we are. Uh, another another great episode of The Ritwit, our 13th and Halloween month. Yeah, unfortunately, our Halloween month, uh, we, we, we lack the inspiration to do a proper episode, so we're going to do something that we've been talking about for a while. But before we get to that... It's a little fitting, in a little personal way. But well, in a we'll, personal we'll explain, way, I suppose. We'll explain more when it gets closer. But, well, right, I, suppose so. it's, I suppose they are horrifying, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, it's horrifying <laughs> to us. <laughs> so... Uh, anyways, we'll get to it. All um, right, but so our, I guess we'll start with our usual segments. Absolutely. So what will we rip off from this month, this Halloween month? Yep, this Halloween. Ooh, um, I, yeah, you did the last two, so I'm going to do one, and we'll decide. I guess we'll flip a coin. Who does the next one, huh? Yeah, or, well, or, if it's you're going first, then you don't need to flip a coin, but go ahead. All right, fine. Well, um, okay, so, well, this is kind of a horror movie, um, in a way. I mean... Hmm, okay, actually, you know what? I spoiled it because it's uh, um, it, it's actually a twist that's a horror movie. Oh, people know at this point. It's 10 years old. All right, I watched um, um, this movie called Sunshine. It's directed by Danny Boyle. Um, he did Slumdog Millionaire in 127 Hours. Nope, those, I'm assuming. Well, okay, and like, like Deadpool said, uh, you ever seen 127 Hours? Spoiler alert! Cuts his own hand off, and his hand is the finger. <laughs> to Colossus, remember? Right. Right, right. scene. Great movie. I've never seen 127 Hours. But, you know, <laughs> I got my Oscars. So I'm assuming it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so. But I was more talking about Deadpool there, too. <laughs> right. Anyways, so. Um, my favorite, some of my favorite YouTubers recommended this movie. I'm mean, not to me personally, though, because you know, they don't know me. I'm just a right. humble guy who, who has who's big dreams, trying to, trying to go to the big city, become a big writer. But you don't even have I'm a YouTube channel. But then, then again, you still live in suburbia. I need to get a YouTube channel. I have no idea what the hell I put on there other than, you know, these episodes. Which wouldn't be a bad idea. Anyway. Um, so, Sunshine. Um, so, Danny Boyle, you know, he's a really respected director. And one thing I kind of like about him, he... Um, He's kind of wants to do different genres of film. He always kind of wants to do one movie per genre. This is his attempt at a sci-fi movie. So, um, uh, it wasn't really that successful. But it's it's a it's technically. I mean, I liked it fine. I guess it was. It's not my kind of movie. It's a bit kind of weird and existential and a little disturbing. But it's got a lot of good stuff. Like it's got great uh, visual effects. It's got great music. It's a surprisingly good character piece. And there's um, it's got post Batman Begins, pre Dark Knight. Is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy? The guy I, mean, I think it's uh, Killian. It's weird because it's C I, and usually that's but a... it's but it's uh, I believe 
Irish, and so... Uh, okay, fine. Killian Murphy. You can pronounce his name however he bloody wants, that Irish folk. Anyway, so. and, and if we're wrong, we apologize, but moving on. Anyways, it's that guy. It's Scarecrow. And it's also got post-Human Torch pre-Captain America Chris Evans, so that's kind of cool. Um, but they, they're two characters in it, and the basically... So it's, it's got all this cool stuff in it. However, the plot, in my opinion, is atrocious. <laughs> like, it's basically a B-movie. Like, the... The, the sun is dying. I don't really... I, it's like kind of like because of some inner black hole that somehow formed inside of it, which actually could happen, but it's incredibly unlikely. And, like, they have to go restart it with this device that has, like... It's not like a nuclear bomb, but it's definitely nuclear power. It, it's just... It's silly. And then there's, like, these ships that go in these different ships, and they're called Icarus and Icarus 2 because... That's a wonderful name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, we're gonna go on this iceberg ship again. We'll call it the Titanic 2, even though it's probably been one of those. I think it actually has been one of those already. Um... We're going to go on this uh, ship into space. We're going to call it Challenger 2. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, so... Or, um, Ap- or Apollo 14, because it's Apollo 13 too. <laughs> there wasn't Apollo 14, though. <laughs> it went all the way up to 17. All right, anyway, moving on. Apollo 13 2. <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy 13 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even play Final Fantasy, and this is the second episode in a row I've mentioned it. But... It's a very, very important thing pop-culturally, I have to say that. Alright, anyways. and Alright, so anyways. These ships go up there. First one tr- goes up there. It doesn't respond back in, within seven years, so they send another one. This is like their last attempt. This mission fails. The sun completely dies, and Earth's gone. Like, it's already getting pretty cold there. They go there. They find out that, like, there's this certain deck that you can do. Like, people have used it to, like, kind of look at the sun, and it kind of becomes, like, a drug, because they're, like, addicted to, like, looking at the sun. And, like, of course, it's filtered, also. There's a huge tent, because the sun is very yeah, there's bright. There's no way they could, yeah. Like, there's a huge tent that they can adjust there. Yeah, like, sheet metal, Jesus. Right, exactly. So they don't have to look directly at the sun. But they found this one guy there. The last half of the movie becomes a slasher flick, for no reason. It's just, like, a sudden plot swerve. This is the part that loses a lot of people. It's one. Of the, it's in a lot of lists of movies that like movies have a great first half but a terrible second half, or the other way around. <laughs> you know, it's such a divisive sort of thing. But like, they find this guy who was on who was on the first Icarus, and he goes nuts, and he's like killed the rest of his crew, and he's become like kind of a monster because he he worships the sun. It's like the radiation has gotten him to a point that you don't really see him really well, and he's clearly got some bad effect on the sensors too because of it, and like. He want, he knows the sun's dying. He's like, we don't deserve to stop it from dying. So he tries to kill everyone else. And it's really weird. It's really dumb. <laughs> it's it's scary. I mean, in like how he looks, I guess. And like how he's like a... But it's just so unexpected. And again, the whole plot as a whole beyond that is also kind of dumb too. Like again, it's really technically well done. It just needed a better plot. <laughs> I don't know, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but what I'm going to rip off from it though... There's a lot of creative uses of certain things. Like, and this is... Just think outside the box and, like, twisting certain tropes that might seem like this is the way you always should do it. And then, like, no, you can do it this way. Danny Boyle said that um, when directing this movie, especially, like, when the killer comes, he used blinding light the exact same way horror movies use darkness. It obscures this killer. Yeah. Like, you can barely see him. That's clever. Like... Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good way to twist it. Again, regardless of the ridiculous plot behind it. It, like, keeps him... does the exact same thing. It keeps him hidden because we fear the unknown. And it keeps him scary. So, yeah. Just think outside the box. Sometimes you can twist tropes in ways you might not expect. Science horror apparently could exist. Oh, it obviously exists. Have you ever seen the Alien movies? I mean, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> it's one of those classic no, movies I haven't I, seen. Never mind. Anyways. Now, you're making a joke. Good one, David. What have you ripped off? Or we're going to rip off. Well... 
I am winding down on easily accessible English subtitled Japanese shows to watch. Oh no, what could you possibly do with your life? (laughs) Well, I'd open up a lot more time or I'd find something else. And thanks to the assistance of friends, I managed to get on Netflix (laughs) and promptly binged two seasons of Arrow in like less than two weeks. (laughs) Two seasons? (laughs) See, I knew you were starting watching them, but... Isn't there only like four seasons? How many seasons are there? Uh, they're up to five done, and six is coming out this year. Okay. For what it's worth, I think Flash started in 2013 or 14, so you could probably go back and forth once well, the eventually, up, they, right. they interlock. My, they interlock quite a bit. My, like, my plan is that I'll watch the third season of Arrow and then watch the first season of Flash because those are released in the same year. And okay, then that makes sense. go back and forth between the two. However, you know... I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too many things about Arrow, but obviously, because it is a very visual medium, and most of the audience doesn't know the comics too well, they kind of got free license to play with some things, and you know, not all of the ideas are the same as they occur in their original form. But I think mm-hmm. it really works in most cases. Like, there's a five-year time period of Oliver Queen's life where he was changing into the man who is known as the Arrow. The Green Arrow, yeah, but they just called Arrow because Green Arrow sounds dumb. <laughs> well, at least through the end of Season 2, anyway. I think they do actually reference it later. But anyways... So his name is actually Arrow in the show as well, not Green Arrow? I thought they just called the show Arrow, but he was called Green Arrow in the show. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying is that He's not been referred to as the Green Arrow yet. He's just been referred to as the Arrow by the end of season oh. two. Oh, see, I thought he was always referred to as the Green Arrow, and they just called the show Arrow. But that's well, the first much season, the first season, they called him the Hood because he was a vigilante, ah. and they didn't want to make him sound like. And a he hero. does have a hood, <laughs> exactly. And ah. so, like, they change they change some of these ideas. They take characters. Uh, one of the one of my favorite characters in the show. Her name is Felicity Smoke in the comics. She originally came right. from a different hero's library. I think she's also in Flash for, like, an episode or two, by the way. As oh, I, I know. I know she is. Um, I haven't seen that episode yet, but uh, she actually meets Barry Allen in the episode he first appeared in Arrow. Well, yeah, because they, they like they have a little romantic thing briefly in, in Flash as well. Exactly. Not that I've seen it. Oh, okay, so yet. good. I didn't spoil it for you. You haven't, you haven't spoiled it for me, but... Okay. Hopefully you aren't spoiling it for our audience. Spoiler alert for Arrow. <laughs> it's like four episodes into season one of The Flash. <laughs> so I don't, it shouldn't be that spoilery, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the the whole production crew, it's kind of like their love, their love affair with the comic source material. And they've done some really great things with it. And most of the decisions are just amazing. The plot is compelling. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I would have gotten through 46 episodes at each, right. like, 40 minutes a piece if I didn't yeah, they're like, really they're like, like they're the show. Yeah, they're like, they're meant to be, like, shown as an hour on TV with commercials, right? So they're about 40 minutes a piece, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. And there's no way I would have gotten through that much in that short of a time span if it wasn't really compelling storytelling. And, you know, I don't like all of their decisions. There are a couple of costumes that just look really odd compared to what I remember from Because they kind of try to look, like, slightly more realistic. I think by Flash, well, sure. they, like, complete, they, like, completely abandoned it. Like, they go all out. Gorilla Grodd's in there. Well, um, I mean, you can't time use travels Gorilla in there. Grodd and be grounded. I think even that shark guy is in there. I haven't got, actually not too far on uh, Flash. The will they or won't they subplots really deterred me from it. Yeah. I know they get together eventually, so I just need to get on that. But I hate will they or won't they subplots. So yeah, well, 
Have you seen? Uh, I don't know how much you've seen of Arrow, so I've seen none of Arrow. <laughs> I, I recommend it. It's it's highly recommendable. I've heard there's a lot of flashbacks, but eh. there are well, of course. I mean, you have to figure right. out how Oliver Queen got from rich playboy to vigilante who is willing to kill at the drop. I of guess, and then in order to keep the show like interesting, rather to make like the whole first show is the origin story, the rest of it's not flashbacks. And I guess yeah, flashbacks probably right. A, I mean, a good you, way to do it. So you start after he comes back after the five year gap. Right, I do, I do like him, and then he's had, he's had a couple, uh, quite a few appearances in Flash as well. Anyways, the reason that I'm talking about Arrow this month is something worth ripping off, aside from it being super good. So ripping it off is probably a good idea. Anyway, is that you know they have a bunch of different characters in DC stable that they're bringing into a live action form, and it's mostly organic. Sure, they do have to nice. change some things from the original comics. But oh, yeah. you know, well, that's to be expected, right? But if you make it, <laughs> but if you make it work for this new medium, then you can bring in new people, and they can see, oh wow, they weren't originally from Arrow. Let me read more, kind of a thing, right? But there are two, there are two basic things that I want to rip off from Arrow. The first is you know playing with set ideas to keep them fresh. If you're gonna have to revisit right. stuff, why do it the exact same way every time? Mm-hmm. So instead of Oliver Queen being a self-made man without this dramatic time on the island that changed him over the course of five years, you know, in the comics he wasn't. But here it adds a right. story element and it, it freshens the material. Yeah. And uh, the conflict between upholding the law and playing the hero. Right. Like, justice exists, the law is supposed to uphold justice, but... In a place as corrupt as Starling City, it doesn't really work, and so that's why the hood or the arrow is necessary. But it does mm-hmm. put him in the crosshairs of the police because he's technically going outside of the law, right? He's a vigilante, yeah. Exactly. So. I'm so thrilled with the show that it's practically a clinic for a guy like me who likes writing <laughs> stuff about superheroes because there are right. so many good things in there worth trying my hand at later. I could probably like make a whole episode of Arrow, but we need to stop and actually get <laughs> onto the point of this episode. But you'll hear that more would be about, an interesting you'll hear more about episode the, idea. Just a whole episode about like what we're gonna rip off, <laughs> but but like stuff we really like that we're. Gonna, I don't know how we'd make it work, maybe. but you know we could certainly devote more segment to it. Anyways, um, what I mean, we at the Ritwit have writ, and I have to add lately here because of what we're right. going to talk about later. So why don't you? Well, like because like sort of like how this episode is an extension of what we at the Ritwit have writ. That's why I'm saying like maybe we could do some like an extension episode of what will we rip off. So who, who knows? knows? I don't know. Maybe the ones that influence the most, but we'll discuss that out out of podcast, I guess. Out of recording, but <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so well, well, this is actually a, a sooner callback, though. Speaking of taking ideas and revisiting them, and how do you keep them from getting stale? I'm starting the third book of Megazoic, so <laughs> I've started that draft now. The draft of the third book. So, second book is on the editing process. It should be out early next month. Next, um, early next year. Next sorry. month. Wow. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah, so the, our next episode is going to be a, about your review, um, that's presumably positive, about Primeval Power. That joke fell flat. Anyways. But, eh, they, no, <laughs> I, like I said, they, I can just shoot for all the jokes I want, and then some of them work, some of them don't. Anyways, third book. Um, yep, it, I don't really go into details because you guys haven't read the second book yet. Most of you probably haven't even read the first book yet. But, but please do, listeners. It's well worth your time. Yes, please do. It's on Amazon.com. Buy it now! <laughs> <laughs> cheap plug we gotta make up for last time when we had very little very very, them, very so. so buy it on amazon.com and also buy the second book on amazon.com when it's available very soon 
Um, and I'm doing a new cover for the first book, so rebuy it on Amazon.com when it's up. <laughs> yeah, I've got a new cover coming up. It looks it looks a little bit cool. Like the current one, I like it, but at the same time, people have kind of said that it's a little bit childish for what I'm going for, which is true. So like, here's the question. I have to ask because I know that you do a little bit of art on the side. Is that first cover image yours or the artist who did the rest of the other rest of the images? It, it is. It is me, and I like how you uh, doing it like as a persona because you actually know, but you're acting as the listeners again. <laughs> or do you I actually don't know? <laughs> well, I couldn't remember. That's why I was checking. But like, I oh, you actually did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, then ignore that last part. <laughs> I'm not going to edit out though because again, unfiltered is the way I go. So. Speaking of unfiltered, yeah, no, I'm totally gonna censor that. Anyways, it's time to blow beam. Deadlocks reference. Anyways, exactly. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, good stuff. Anyways, that would be in your big thing. What you're gonna rip off? You're gonna talk all about Ratchet and Clank. That maybe I don't know. Well, it might be. It might be. Or Bionicle or Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Super Sentai. But anyway, (laughs) all right. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I was going to make a joke about the name of the of the next book, but you know what? You guys know it's going to be a joke, so... Yeah. Alright, we'll move on. <laughs> Let's just move on. Because f*** you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. Un- this, number one, uncensored. No, it's still going to be censored. Exactly. Anyways. So, <laughs> what have you writ lately? Alright, well, I have been continuing a couple of different projects that are, you know, on the back burner as far as, like, I'm not the only right. author, and so it does... It makes it hard when it's not in your hands to really do stuff with it, right? So, been doing edits on stuff like that. I'm trying to get it to next phase, get it in the right people's hands, all that stuff. But mostly, it is October. I talked about the Halloween month episode. And Nano is right around the corner. So, I'm trying to keep the slate clear Uh, because... I am very. You're gonna have so much to talk about next month on what you're gonna. I am very good uh-huh. about setting aside time in November, and I really wish I were that good about it the rest of the year. But at least <laughs> I do it in November, so I'm at least you do it at so all. So I'm like, keeping that's, that's the important part, right? Exactly. So. so I'm keeping the slate clear, uh, getting my ducks in a row uh, about what I want to do, because there are a couple of uh, different ideas I'm considering for Nano this year, rather than doing one story. I'm thinking of doing not piecemeal, but you know, allowing more time to flesh out projects that I've worked on in the past. Right, like your so thing is about speaking finishing of, them. So speaking of ducks, uh, <laughs> I was just going to make that exact same joke. Speaking of ducks, <laughs> I one of my one of my favorite nano stories was based on a concept by my brother, but I decided to flesh it out. It more. is about duck, basically. So and, just to clarify, the joke that we talked about is about yeah, duck. Right. So. Well, well, you they were going to hear more okay. about him anyway. Uh, Right, exactly, but just so people got the joke right away. Thank you for taking it out of my hands. Anyways, this story was worked on over over the course of a nano, and I got to 50,000 words, but I didn't actually finish the story. So I don't have any, like, majorly amazing ideas that I expect to get to 50,000 words, so why not use that creative juice to, you know, boost that story to the point where it's, you know, done. Or at least close. I was going to say, you better not boost it and then have it unfinished at the end. Again. Well, okay, it could be like, oh, I'm writing the rest of the, writing the final scene of the climax, the following right. action, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be done, done. It doesn't even have to be 50,000 words because it might not be the only one. 
Right, because there's a lot of them that you've started with Nano and haven't finished. Why not just finish them well, all? Well, I don't know about finish them all, but I don't think... But at least a, more but, than but one, at least, maybe. Who knows? But at least try. And in the process, right. I'm inevitably going to write, and in the process, I'm inevitably going to, you know, get the idea done, which is, you know, Nano's purpose is not... Their their first goal, the primary goal, is to get the words out because that's more than you have done previously. Right. Their secondary goal mm-hmm. is that you tell a story that is self-contained such that, you know, you could then start editing and theoretically get it ready to publish somewhere, right. some way. And that's what they try and help you towards. But my uh-huh. stories have never been finished because I'm too verbose. I use too right. many words. Exactly. You, you are so pretty I good get, at that. Your Facebook posts are quite amazing. So <laughs> I get to 50,000 words. I'm nowhere near the end, but it's like, oh, well, I managed the goal why do i need to keep writing as much as i did right exactly well you could spend like if you want to do multiple stories you can just a lot okay i'm going to spend ten thousand hours on ten hours ten thousand words on this that's one that's more than the month of november ten, Matt. anyway <laughs> is it uh, i don't i don't know i mean it sounds like it is ten yeah, thousand hours <laughs> 24 24 hours is a thousand days so it's about 500 days so, <laughs> so it's about a year sure Over a not? year no big deal <laughs> anyway uh, yeah. But you know, aligning aligning my ducks, getting my ducks in a row, and not just the story about a duck. <laughs> trying to figure out what I want to do ducks. with other metaphorical trying ducks. Trying to figure More out what I want to do with stories for Nano. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm working on now. You'll hear more about that project when we get to our November episode, which obviously will be in the middle of November theoretically. So <laughs> none of it will be done. Maybe you'll finish but... <laughs> one of the stories. I don't know. Who knows? But we'll we'll see how that goes. Probably you'll hear those results in December, actually. Because oh, yeah. I don't know when we're recording our November episode yet. We'll talk about that outside, we'll, we'll too. We'll find out. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Our, and then we'll talk about December episode. Where we'll probably the theme song will be some sort of spoof of a Christmas thing. All right. So uh, so the main topic right. of this episode, um, we, do need to, we do need to tell you, listeners, that we kind of had to do the in case of emergency break glass episode. Right. We talked about the... We should do an episode where we talk about our old stories, just so you guys see that we did start from somewhere. We don't just say we're better than you. We actually try earning it as well. So We were once far, far worse than the majority of you, I reckon. Probably. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty good because this is what you love to do. So, Because we're so good, you're helping... We're pushing... we're uh, pushing you in the right something, direction. Anyway. Something, some sort of self-boosting thing. Anyways, yeah, so, but since this is also, like we said, this is October, so this is kind of horrifying to us. Yeah. Our old, scary, bad stories that we once wrote when we were so much more amateurish than now. The, the things we absolutely hate thinking about because, heaven forbid. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't know where you're going until you know where you've been, right? Exactly, so, exactly. To use that cliche... So. so we're going to move into our main segment, our case of emergency segment, which is what we right. at the Rit Rit have once writ. A.K.A. Uh, what was this A.K.A. again, David? No. The, <laughs> you had another name for no, it. Hold I, on. What the, was that, it was the, uh, that was in the title. It was the, the horror of rewriting unnecessary rewrites. Unnecessary the horror, the horror. Trying to include horror in there. But anyway, so what we're going to do now is that we have selected from a list of our stories the ones that, you know, are the most important. And some of these we're going to talk about in more depth. Some of them we're not. Um, just to show you. But here's what we're going to do is that for all of the ones that we've selected that 
we'll, we'll mention if we're doing the coin flip or not. And that coin flip refers to assigning somebody the role of finding this idea is gold, something that's worth revisiting, maybe rebooting the story right. if the opportunity is right. And then the other person who mm-hmm. is good call scrapping it. It's a reason there's a reason <laughs> it's on the trash pile. And so it's right, not, exactly. you know, terribly predictable. We're going to do a coin flip to figure mm-hmm. out who gets it. And we've already figured out pretty we've already <laughs> we've already figured out how this works. You'll probably catch along as we go through it. But um, yeah. there are also a couple of other fun gimmicks. So like for Donald's Donald's stories, he's got a plan talking about one of the things in particular. And I've got <laughs> oh, yeah, and great. I've got one for me that well, you'll hear more about that in a sec. So let's get started. Well, let, let's yep. Let's not waste any more time. Not at all. Uh, who wants to go first, Bill? <laughs> okay. So right. Okay. So we're gonna mention this. Well, we're gonna do like sort of five minute ish sort of things going back and forth, just because some of these we could go on for hours. We probably should limit it. At the same time, though, some of these could go on really briefly. So we're gonna give each one of us like a couple minutes to like talk about the stories. Uh, so what, Rock? I guess so, I'll go first, okay. Just because I right, did. All right. Go ahead. Because uh, I did. You know what we? Yeah, you started the other segments. We ripped off first. Go so. For it. All right, so, okay, so Megasuck, right? It's my book that's been published. And I think I mentioned this before. This story has been in my head for God knows how long. <laughs> I seem to remember something about a Lego movie. <laughs> that's exactly the very first version of it. I, when I was a little kid, I made this Lego movie about these di- It was a ripoff of Monsters, Inc., where what? these dinosaurs would portal into the museums and act as dioramas. Oh, and geez. come back, and that was their job. Uh... <laughs> Somehow they did not see them breathe <laughs> when they posed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're Legos, though, so I guess they can't breathe. They're all plastic. Right. So just stop them from moving. Don't do the stop motion on them. All right, so. But for whatever reason that I cannot fathom, this idea kept sticking over and over. <laughs> Originally, the main character was a Dino Sukus, and his name was Sukus. But then later on, I decided, when I kept going, I decided to... Uh, change um, the species, make him an actual dinosaur, because Dinosuchus is a big crocodile, right? right? I just had him use, as a big crocodile. I was about to say, didn't that, you use a Lego crocodile for him? I did. He used one of the Lego crocodiles. That's why I had it. I didn't have enough dinosaur Legos then. But once I got one, I was got a little bit better. But then I said, you know, I could, this goes beyond the world of Lego. It does. <laughs> so, so, um, so when I just changed a dinosaur, for whatever reason, again... I guess because I just read about this dinosaur in a cool book, and I thought that sounds cool. He became a Sinraptor, which I bet you pronounce Sinraptor. <laughs> well, that's like, until I figured out exactly how it's pronounced. It is Sinraptor. It means Chinese thief, and that's how they pronounce it. So, Sino, because it's from China. Sino. Yep, Got exactly. It. Yep. Okay. Um. So, uh. Yep. So <clears throat> that just kept going, and la- a little bit later, I did decide to make up my own version of it as a story. It was about forty pages. It's very brief, very silly. Uh. The bad guys had New York accents and actually said in story, like, of course, of course, all the characters in my current version have accents too. Like one of them has an Australian accent. One of them has a German accent. One of them has a, a lot of them have Southern accents, but this one actually specify all the villains dinosaurs have New York accents. (laughs) Even though there's no New York. I had forgotten about it. That, That is funny. Yeah, just story, boss, but there was bad traffic here at the... I mean, it's more Elmer Fudd, actually. That, that was Elmer Fudd. <laughs> but didn't... Wasn't there something on the moon in that one? Yes, there was. The main... The villain, he had a base on the moon. It was much more uh, expanding in space, which I kind of did later as well. Like, once I rewrote the version later, one of uh, many... What are you up to? Like, 60 or something? <laughs> 64, 65... <laughs> 
62. I don't know. Anyway. 600. Who knows, knows at this point? Knows. Anyway, you so. should, but I don't. Uh, I don't. I've lost track. So, well, for whatever reason, this city is stuck. Originally, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, just, it was, it's been fun, and then it's kind of, it's never really gone away, as David here is all too much aware of. <laughs> so, the horror of unnecessary um, rewrites. Exactly. Uh, so many unnecessary to be, rewrites. To be fair, um, though, every time it has gotten better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, you know, the, uh, it's progress you naturally mm-hmm. make as you keep writing, right? Like, I have to right. admit, I'm partial to the characters from the, uh, you know, the ones that spanned a couple different versions. So, like, Sukas was your main character. Right, like, so the first version, a lot of them, the characters stuck. It wasn't up until the, the very current version that I have right now that is published. And that's when I decided to completely change all the characters, because by that point, the characters I had for so long, I had done everything I possibly could with them. I'd explored every arc, I'd explored, like, anything, any more rewriting of it would just be retreading the same ground. So, rather than just giving them the keep same names, but giving them different personalities, I decided, I'd kept some species, like, the main character being a Simon after, but their personalities re- became completely different. And a lot of times, they were, they did have different species as well. So, so here's the question, um, Donald. Are we are mm-hmm. we doing the uh, are we finding ideas from which version? And did you want to do that now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like maybe I haven't talked for a, I don't know how long I've talked. Because do you think I should mention the fantasy megazoic here, or is that that's probably gonna take a little bit longer? I would say I would uh, say we should separate it. So just finish your bit on the other previous version. Okay. So um, yeah. Okay. So let me just specify then, just because I feel like I'll need to mention this later in the fantasy megazoic. So I might as well specify it now. Um, the characters were Sukus, the Sign Raptor, again the. Sort of thing. He was much more of a fighter than Cortan ever was. Um, his friend. I always like having best friends in stories, probably because I always have a best friend right beside me, huh, David? Well, thanks. <laughs> well, not know. beside you, but anyway. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> You're so far somewhere out there. I don't know how that song from American Tale goes. Not the one from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, it sounded so. like you were saying that first, but anyway. Well, they they start very similarly, so they both start with the word somewhere longingly. Moving back to your story. Sukus is the main character. His friend was named Albert and Albertosaurus. May I mention that these names back then were super uncreative. Exactly. Dinosuchus being Sukus, Albertosaurus being Albert. Later on, though, this character named Albert would be in the same story as some other characters with far weirder names. We'll get to that. So. <laughs> um, there was a villain named Zogan, which actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, but back when there was a Lego version, there was a Lego team villain named Ogle was backwards with Lego. Uh, yeah. um, but that's where the name Zogan came from. When I decided to turn him into an original dinosaur character, I didn't want to change the name too much because I kind of like the sound of it. So that's where Zogan came from. I don't know if I ever no, told you, you that. Didn't. Um, in- interesting facts. You, you see, re- you see, listeners, this is what you get when you go back <laughs> to our origins. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get to find stuff. Even our co-op listeners, our co-hosts, not co-listeners, co-hosts didn't know anything. We're all, you're all co-listeners. You're all listening to its as a congregate, <laughs> a conglomerate, if you will. Anyways, so, all right, I think that's all we got. So I guess we're going to, do we, nah, I don't think we need to do a good cop, bad cop here. Cause a lot of the ideas I am already using <laughs> all these elements of them. So thank you for enlightening us on the earlier versions of your story that is still titled Megazoic. But anyway, <laughs> that hasn't changed at least. <laughs> I anyway. can't really came with that title when I was like 12. That's, Pretty clever 12-year-old me. Okay. Yeah, give yourself some credit there. I mean, it's better than the other things that your yeah, 12-year-old right. you came up with. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> exactly, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listeners know I've had a lot of 
uh, time being a fan of the show Power Rangers, and so coming up with my own characters, right. coming up with their own versions and stuff like that. So um, I have a lot of them. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Most of them aren't <laughs> even worth wasting right. the brain space on, which is why they're documents collecting dust <laughs> on my hard drive. But Indeed. there are a few. There are. A but few this is what this whole episode about. is about, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But there, there, uh, there are a couple things that I found particularly worth talking about to show like my evolution right. and stuff like that. So the first couple that I want to talk about here, um, if you've ever played the game Age of Mythology, you know that there are four different civilizations. Well, and I had this brilliant idea. It was idea. a childhood favorite of ours back in the day. It, exactly. Yeah, brilliant idea. Sorry, go on. It had, I had this brilliant idea to use these four distinct civilizations as sources for uh-huh. swords, and thus they'd all need different teams. and. <laughs> You know, yeah. it was kind of. I mean, it wasn't like a, a horrible idea, but it wasn't great, and it wasn't breaking That's terribly pretty, much. It's pretty ground. cool, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of neat, though, but, but it's kind of neat, but it never went anywhere. Um, so yeah. the so Except the one first one, one, the first one that I came up with, we'll talk about later. But the next one I came up with, I had based on the Greek civilization, and I called it Olympus Force. Not a very clever name, Makes sense. But the the elevator pitch is that these three. These three guys, some of them are fascinated by mythology and this right. island off the coast of California, which is literally named Coasteron. I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. On. <laughs> on. We're on a roller coaster. No, not not on. coaster with an E. It's Costa with an on. But anyway, with an A. But anyway. Oh. Um, anyways, <laughs> so they're on this island Coasteron and this villain comes in and they take up the power of the Greek gods to defeat the enemy. And, right. you know, it wasn't terribly groundbreaking. There were three warriors that would be joined by a fourth, and the color scheme was very basic. But they had a say, lot of different Isn't three swords. a little small for a Power Rangers team? I don't think these are like five or six. I mean, again, I don't really know. Well, okay, at the at the end, they usually are. But starting with three is not altogether unheard of. I won't go into that because that's oh, okay. not a topic for today. But, you know, it, and I did add one warrior because there were so many like the three rangers already had so many zords and i'm like well i still got all these myth units i need to use so how do i do that <laughs> right exactly because <laughs> mythology had all these different the minotaur the centaur the all the others that exactly list. anyways next next elevator pitch exactly so uh one of the characters from olympus force was actually more interested yes. in atlantean mythology so i had the character in common he changed colors and changed powers to a more Atlantean based set, and that was called Ocean Ancients. So here's I mean, this veteran. Just, uh, yeah. So here's this veteran, and he takes two new two new folks with uh, different colors under his wing, and a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the third additional, so a total of again four joins them later. And right. this series was based on the idea that Atlantis is only one of three like undersea nations. So like Atlantis Pacifica. And then um, one was based in the Indian Ocean, I believe, that I can't remember the name of. But wait, you know. but this was this was for this idea. I thought it was for another idea that I totally forgot to put in here because it wasn't really a story, more of a game I was doing called Underwater. <laughs> well, yes, but this was actually separate from Underwater. You, you reused Pacifica, okay? <laughs> yes, I reused. Well, I don't think we used. Yeah, that's okay. We recycle ideas constantly. We didn't. We didn't use Pacifica and Atlantis and Underwater, did we? <laughs> I think we not Atlant. Yeah, we did Coral. Like the Atlant- the, the okay, Coral we- faction. There, this 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 makes no sense for our listeners, but I'm still gonna put it in. So the Coral <laughs> faction, their city was Atlantis. The Polar faction, their city was called Pacifica, and then the Twilight faction, their city was called something else. But it wasn't. It was one of those two. Yeah, Ithacar, maybe. 
I think it was Ithacar, yeah. So, or was that the name of the weapon go. fish that came from there? The weapon fish that came from there. <laughs> yeah, there was a swordfish, which I thought was clever. And then you're like, oh, you know, it's not clever. Let's keep like an Iceron fish. You know? What the heck is an Iceron fish? <laughs> I don't know. You came up with it. You tell me. Exactly. <laughs> None of this made any sense for our listeners. So get back to your Power Ranger stuff. <laughs> Sorry, you get you interrupted. That's my anyways. fault. I'm the one who brought up underwater. Go on. <laughs> well, we should, we should have talked about that anyway. Ocean Ancients, though, yeah. is the name of that one. And they had the and the re, the really really annoying part about this is they had this device, and I called it the Ancient Flower, and that was their morphing device. <laughs> However, Flower. <laughs> 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 oh, the bad jokes I can come from. However, that. however... I Make just... sure that Ancient has a steady flow, am I right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> however, the worst part about it, and I did not think about this until later, is I was typing it out, and I looked at the word, and I accidentally tripped, and I said Ancient Flower. What? <laughs> That's even worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta give him my flower. <laughs> oh, needless God. needless to got... say... This, this that series never went very far. Um, I did actually. I wonder get, why. Well, I did actually get kind of far on. I, I did actually have a couple episodes of Olympus Force, and that was hopefully to set up the character who would you know extend between the two. The color scheme in Ocean mm-hmm. Agents was a little bit different. It was blue, yellow, purple, and the fourth warrior was green, like a light green, which I really like liked that color green, scheme. Yeah, I really like that color, color scheme. scheme. Seems like oceany, yeah. But you know, nothing, nothing really came of it, and and probably for except good reason. for the flowing flower, right? <laughs> the flowing flower ancient. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the final one was based on the Norse, on uh, Norse mythology. So this this car- this writer ended up in Scandinavia doing research for a book and met two other people, and they found these devices that enabled them to tap into the power of the Norse gods. Yes. Which you know, my favorite gods. Which isn't necessarily bad, but. This, the idea, the execution was awful. The title yeah, of it we were was like twelve or thirteen. The or title whatever. of it, in trying to sound, in trying to find something cool, I ended up finding something lame instead, and that was the title was Snowfall Defense. What the heck does that yeah, mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know, but now that we know much more about Norse mythology, we could do something like Ragnarok Force or whatever. Like, well, that sounds a little too yeah. cheesy in the name for a title. It definitely Snowfall Defense doesn't. Okay. You're, you're, I'm not. I'm not saying it's. The, I'm not saying it's a good title, but you know, it's maybe just Ragnarok, one of those Ragnarok Stoppers or something. On and not so stoppers, but the you know thing, like something. The thing that was the thing that was interesting about that one, um, Snowfall mm-hmm. Defense had like three, three warriors, and they were basically like icy type colors. So there was a light blue and a white and a silver. I believe I can't honestly remember at the moment white and silver sounds very similar they're too similar exactly that was part of the problem maybe you should have made one of them like a a dull brown like a a lighter brown i i don't know it's it's not important because i'm hardly going to do it again unless i reboot it i'm hardly going to do it ever again unless i reboot it but here's the thing is that instead of using you might if you've ever played age of mythology you might remember that they had the frost giants and the fire giants and the mountain giants all as separate myth units right right Probably so, from actual mythology, but who knows? Well, right. right? No, th- th- that that's not the issue here. The <laughs> issue is having three gigantic no, humanoids for mechs or zords doesn't make any sense. So instead of that, so outside of those, I'd use the other Norse myth units. But I had the like, the giants be the villains. Oh, so I could have one that was. So I no, not the putties. But like, but they had one that was a fire giant, and one that was a frost giant, and one that was a mountain giant. Which is well, just the Zords have to fight some other big monster, so yeah. 
Anyway, so I based four off of four different civilizations from Age of Mythology. We'll actually talk about the other one in more detail because I've done a lot more with it. But those right, three so, I did. And, yeah. and I want to tell. I want to take a real quick elevator pitch for one different story. This is actually based on previously existing both Power Ranger and other characters. I had plans to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle at one point, and the series is called Battle Thoughts. It's a very short... <laughs> No, no. Sorry. Hear me out. It's a very short thoughts. This is the part that I was thought was funny, but our first person story. And instead of being dialogue necessarily, it's all internal. And the purpose okay, was Okay, you know, I'm sorry I laughed. That actually sounds good. And the purpose was that, you know, the reader would get clues that they could theoretically guess the identity of the person before like the last line would either give it completely away or I'd finish without completely mm. revealing. But it was supposed to be a way to get into the character study, a way to dive right. into their thought process. And so everything was in italics, uh-huh. including okay. things that they would say that I'd put in quotes. Because obviously we do think right. about what we're going to say before we say it, right? So that is also a thought was the idea. True. And it was really cool. Mm. Like, I actually posted a couple on a, on a Power Rangers forum and had people guess the identity. And if they got the identity right, I would let them uh, tell me oh, who they well, wanted me to write about. Oh, well, I get what's called Battle Thoughts. And I, okay, I, I sincerely apologize, uh, David. I should pretty, not have laughed at that. Pretty I was, cool, isn't it? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, neat. that is really cool. I, okay, that actually, that's the mark of a good story. You laugh at first, but then once you realize that the story is good, then I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you're not biased. You have to go in and get proven that the story is good, so... This is why I good work, you David. Need to, this is why you need to make your own opinions about things. But anyway, right, exactly. rather than let other people. All right, so all right, but that's but that's so, this segment for me. So I'll let you I'll let you turn it over and do your next one. All right, sounds good. Fantasy Megazoic. Okay, so well, so um, well, I mentioned later that like this is the final version of these characters with Sukus and Albert and such. Right. Uh, that Megazoic, I decided to take it in a completely different direction. And be like, okay, it's not going to be sci-fi anymore. It's going to have a lot of the same sci-fi elements. Like, there's still going to be guns and still going to be spaceships. There's still going to be cool, advanced technology. The villains are still going to have a lot of advanced technology as well. In fact, this one, they're actually pure robots, but I'll get to that. Um, So, but it's also going to have magic. It's also going to have gods. It's going to have hellish netherworlds, mythical artifacts, and all sorts of other fantasy stuff. And it's also not going to take place on Earth anymore. Yep. It's going to be... In this world called Zoros, which what um, I liked about it, though, was that it not only allowed a lot of creativity with the other alien races, which ended up being a problem, but I'll get to that later again. Um, But uh, the world of Zoros, it allowed me to use not just dinosaurs. There were all sorts of other creatures that were beyond it. Like, there were some mammoths, there were some saber-toothed tigers, there were some amphibians and bugs from earlier times. Basically, uh, it all took place on a planet where everything... From the first life form up to the Ice Age animals existed in one planet. This planet was a lot bigger than Earth because of this. And it had like... And one thing I actually did in story to help explain it, which actually helped allow certain characters I had planned, like a robot called Hoverhead, which had always kind of been in it. Um, yep. He was made of an element called Antimerium, which ended up just basically having properties that defied gravity. Now, the core of this planet was made of a lot of Antimerium, which helps negate... The force, the the weight of the planet, the mass of the planet. Yeah, basically, it means that the planet, even though it was so much bigger, weighed the same as Earth. So, it was kind of my way around it. Anyways, what I was saying about, like, there was a character called Hoverhead, right? And he always hovered, as you can kind of see. He had thrusters kind of more controlled. But the way he did is like, he was made out of pure antimerium, which made him basically weightless. So, 
and the thrusters were just meant to control him around. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so I really liked all the stuff I had for it. It's where I kind of learned to like be more epic, like have bigger scale plots, and like have a more overarching sort of storyline, a plot line. Because like unlike the other versions, this one, I mean like the other ones, like, especially like the first one, it told a complete story. But, like, this is one where I told a complete story, but also finished it. Like, this is one I actually finished. This was a trilogy, and I actually finished it. Um, As opposed the first to starting two... the sequel and then getting them stuck in whatever whatever city it was right. that was not Carnatus. <laughs> That's right. I remember. Okay, it was Marcox. Marat. Something. I don't know. As you can tell me, the names of my cities kind of are the same. Mark Caroxus, <laughs> <laughs> Telecus. A lot of things have stuck around. Um, so, uh, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because you right. you went deliberately in a different direction. But for right. that version, that fantasy version of Megazoic, did you want to bring up your special little gimmick that we hinted at earlier? Oh, right. The, um, <laughs> the Scrabble counter. Okay, so some of these names... <laughs> are nuts that I came over. Actually, it turns out <laughs> later, I had to uh, tone some of them down. Like, there was these robots called Adukes, right? Originally, they were spelled E-D-U-U-K-Q. <laughs> Which, on this Scrabble, Scrabble counter, is 20 points. <laughs> Again, with no double word Only score. just on it for a double U and a Q? U is one point each. Oh, okay. U is... Each U is one point because it's a vowel. A K is five, and Q is ten, and D is two. Okay, so well, most of it most of it came from the random Q that didn't need to be there. Okay. Well, exactly. <laughs> so once I renamed it, I just ran it to an E, which is now eleven. It chopped off all, all, almost half of it. So one of the villains was named Zeno, which is spelled X Z E N O. X Z E N O. It's like, okay, there's Xeno, like, xenophobic, or there's Xeno, like, that same way, but with a Z. Why not combine them and make them silent, each other silent? So it's pronounced the exact same way, but it's fancier looking. So this is also 21 points. Um, <laughs> How about uh, Hoverhead Species? Okay, so originally it was Z-O-K-C-R. <laughs> I don't even remember try- that. I, I remember the double K-O, but... Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, yeah, that was um, my way of making it more pronounceable. So Z O K C E R is twenty points. The re-edited version is twenty-three. <laughs> Zocker. Z O K K. Oh, the extra K adds a lot the to it. A K. C is only two or something or three. Hold on. Yes. A C, a C is three points. Okay, so um, okay. Um, there was a race called the Yuge. They were like magical floating forearm dinosaur things. So that was spelled Y U U J. Which alone on its own is... the planet was that plus I-A-A, right? Right, that was the name of their planet. Yeah, not just I-A, that'd be too... That'd be too convenient. No, I had to add an extra A. (laughs) So, Uh, their planet was called... So, their world was called... Yeah, so... I think it was also two J's, if I'm not mistaken. That's... Y-U-U-J-J-I-A-A. Which is... Which is 25 points. (laughs) (laughs) And now add that on a triple word score. Wow, you're cooking. Yeah, this is all just base. Like, okay. Um, The Zlur, right? That was the main faction. X-L-U-R, which is 11 points. Not terrible, but, you know, for four letters, that's still pretty impressive. Their planet, though, was called Xenoslurria, which, hold on. 26 points. Was it X? Was it also X and Z, or just Z? I can't. remember. It was the first. There was both one of each. There was one Z and one X. Zeno was Z. So and Z, Z and X then was, was X. 
Now, I'll admit, there's one idea that I did really like from this planet. There, since they were robots, they had a planet. their planet didn't need to be in the sun. I, it was once a planet, but they strapped a bunch of thrusters on it, and then they moved it around. And it could warp, and also it could have cannons on it, so it could blow apart planets. Not so much like the Death Star where one laser gun and boom. It's more like it blew chunks off of it repeatedly. Like, so that was kind of cool. Uh, okay, so the villain, one of the big villains' name was Azoa, which actually isn't worth that much because it's all one-letter words except for that random Z in the middle. Right. One le- one point not... letters, I mean. Right. Like, so it's she's only fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find anyone else here. Uh, I'm gonna add out like a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh oh, there was a planet called uh Aja Zarak. Aja Zarak. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that that Zarak was with an X, X because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that J is worth eight points. So these are this is twenty six points. <laughs> like just that planet. Uh, Zoros in itself is 15. So basically my point of all this is that none of them are below 10. And they're they're not really that long in terms of <laughs> count. Of it's because you liked using Qs and Zs and major, wor- major scoring letters. And Js and like, yeah. And Js, yeah. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of Js. Sometimes two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, okay, you get, you get the point. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. Um, I had a lot of fun writing it, a lot of creativity for it. However... Um, it's not easy to before. read it. Just throwing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and it, there's a lot of filler because I was just kind of writing by the seat of my pants. Um, yeah. And it, the third book, though, was actually pretty interconnected because it was more like wrapping up a lot of the points that I brought up before. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff as well, but it was, did a much better job. Sure. And it could, could just be my evolution as a writer as well. Uh, yeah, so basically I, I got rid of I decided to stop it, stop it there, though, because uh, I decided to not follow this one because... Having it in a fantasy world, while it did add the creativity, allowed me to be more creative. It completely negated why they're dinosaurs in the first place. Which I've always asked about this story. Right. <laughs> if I was to stick to this version and someone asked, why are they dinosaurs? My only answer would be, oh, I just I like dinosaurs. They're cool, okay? Leave me alone. Uh, so, <laughs> get all defensive about it. Oh, yeah. Also, the sequels yep. weren't Megazoic subtitle like I'm doing now. Oh, God. It was Megazoic, and then Gigazoic, and then Terazoic. Which, again, kind of, like, negates the whole point of what I'm spoofing. Megazoic, the pun Megazoic comes from the fact that it's Mesozoic. Like, the the era the dinosaurs are from. So, not having that. I was about to say the prequel to Megazoic would be Kilozoic. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, good work. (laughs) And since the plots of those books kept getting bigger and bigger, by the end, the entire universe, plus the heaven and hell versions of this, they were all at stake. So that means yeah. that Killazoke is more like someone lost their wallet or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, so this is this is the first story that we selected for the uh, treatment of, you know, good thing you scrapped this and uh, this idea is gold. So right, I'm going so. to have I'm going to have Donald over there call his call his coin in the air heads or tails if he's right he gets to choose which which one he gets to which one he gets to say and then i the other this could be really difficult but we'll see how it goes <laughs> okay well i'm gonna say tails because they're dinosaurs and they have tails i mean they have heads too. all right <laughs> all right you're calling tails and my flip <laughs> it came out tails what would you like to do sir um okay i already talked since i already talked about why i scrapped it let's do the other one why do you think it was good so you're doing that and I'm doing the other. No, no, oh, no, I already did. No, I already did why I scrapped it because I already talked about that okay. with the whole negates the reason they mean dinosaurs. So you're just going to do the opposite standpoint. 
okay, so I'm going so I'm going to be the this idea is gold. Okay. Um right. Oh, I didn't realize that we're both doing our versions at the same time. Okay. Yes. I get I get how it works now. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just the other person got to pick one. I apologize. No. Okay. No, we we both we both have input. That's why it's Okay, yeah, fine. My we're... input is okay, it's bad. Bad cop is that I I I got rid of it. Good thing I got rid of it because it negated the reason there be dinosaurs. Why what what is good about it, David? I really like how you expanded the universe, that it wasn't just these dinosaurs. Because that's the thing about the story. Yes, it got very, very big and ambling away from your main topic, but it also allowed you to... Well, dinosaurs with technology. But it also allowed you to, you know, create a universe for them to live in. They did fight as dinosaurs against the Yuge, against the Zlur, all these things. And right. to, and you added and you added that element that Hoverhead, his 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 quote unquote race would constantly change. That's right. <laughs> That's, oh, I forgot some of those. Hold on, uh, Scrabble counter for Yuzok. Here we go. Y O O Z O K. Twenty two again. Why? So here we go. That was Y U U. I meant Y U U. Okay. Uh, Zockler. That's actually not too much. That's nineteen. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, well, I mean it's nineteen, but. <laughs> No big deal. But, it still but has a it, Z and a K in it. <laughs> but but you allowed but you allowed a character to interact with the world that you were building around it, and it meant that you weren't limited to dinosaurs, which is a really good right. move for you because when you get outside of that realm, it's not like you don't have any good ideas. Exactly. And like one of the things I'm doing is like using these ideas I came up with it for other stories, like this other story, the Cavorian sort of story that I've mentioned a few times, which I'm not going to mention here because we sort of talked about it. Uh, on co-authoring stories, and plus, I kind of want to do an episode later where more of us are in, like more of the co-authors. That there, would so we can be talk more about that would be cool. Yeah. Well, Titan's coming to visit, so I think the December episode. Yeah, moving, be moving co-host. on. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. Good. That I'm glad you like that. Yeah. So, like I said, like they are good ideas, but I don't think they really fit with this. So, I'm going to use those as a separate sort of thing. So, and you're right, that was good. They allowed me to create them to begin with. You know, so by expanding the world. So. All right, so that's that's basically the fantasy version of Megazuck. It was a good good attempt, I guess. It got me where it was. So, what about you? What's next for you, David? All right, I'm going to change a little bit and not talk about all the extra Power Rangers fix that I still haven't talked about. But I, I mean, yeah, I want to point <laughs> out, I want to point out that both of us were really big fans of Bionicle back in the day, and oh, were we ever? There's <laughs> a little bit of a tie into that. Uh, there was one that I did attempted as a crossover. <laughs> Bionicle Rangers. Power Bing. up! Yeah. Oh, well, you're doing a cheap one. Really... Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying you're correct. It was the Bing, not the. D. Oh. Okay. Anyway, anyway, Bionicle Rangers. <laughs> um, so the the elevator pitch on that, in short, is that these two guys who are fans of Bionicle come across masks, and it allows them to change into the Toa, mm-hmm. which you know isn't a horrible idea, but it's not really Bionicle, nor is it Power Rangers. And <laughs> <laughs> you know. Isn't that interesting? You combine two things to the point where they're not much like either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So successful in that in that attempt. Anyway, um, I actually did end up posting that on BZ Power, a relatively prominent at the time Bionicle forum. Now it's like Hero Factory, Boo Hero Factory. Uh, <laughs> Hero Factories for <laughs> well, and and it's ah. even worse. Be- and it's even worse because like I believe it was literally the two of us in there. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, another another uh, bionicle another bionicle story was Noble Nuva. Um uh-huh. the the pitch for this was that when the Toa went Nuva, for lack of a better term, they got all of the regular the Toa the were these guardians, by the masks. way. 
We, there's a lot of Vinacle to explain, but yeah, Toa Guardians, they I, have these different masks. Like, sorry, I didn't think about that, actually saying that. I should have. Most people Anyways. don't know what the hell we're talking about when we talk about Bionicle, so. Okay, so the Toa, the Toa are elemental guardians. They all have control over this mm-hmm. power. They're relatively right. big. They protect the, the rank-and-file people, which are Matoran. And generally, after your Toa power is exhausted, you become a Turaga, which is like the leader of the villagers. So, And they anyway, have noble masks. Well, one, Turaga one from the, the Turaga. main story... The, the, the Turaga from the main story on the island of Mata Nui, which is where they originated, at least in uh, published form, they originated there. The right. Turaga had the noble Kanohi masks, and the Toa had the great Kanohi masks. And well, they I think found... every mask has the capability to be noble, so that's the thing that, yeah. Like, that just means it has slightly less power, so, I don't know. I, I interpreted like how... it more as... I interpreted it more as they all have the the potential to be great, and the Toa use the great masks. But anyway, right, that's what I'm saying. When yeah, they so were, when they become Toraga, it's noble. Yeah, they, when they were the Toa Olda, for lack of a better term, they had <laughs> the they Toa found Mata, the noble, the Toa. Yeah. Maybe it is the Toa Mata, but anyway, I think uh, I think they, they first found the Toa these, Mata. Yeah, they found these masks, both the great masks that they shared and had different abilities, and the noble ones for different abilities as well. And so I said, well, why didn't they do that when they became Toa Nuva? Yeah, I don't when think they, they really switched masks too up. much when they became Nuva at all. I think it kind of just stuck to their own masks. Well. Well, they did find the Nuva ones, though, I believe. I think they might have, They found yeah. the great masks. So, like, Tahu is the Toa of Fire, and he has standard, he had the Mask of Shielding. But I think he also right. found the other masks, like the Mask of Water Breathing and stuff like that. Well, I thought, right. well, why not extend that to Noble, the Noble masks that have different effects, and they'd be just as helpful. And it was... Well, and also the Nuva, the Nuva masks... What- what they do is they um they make sure that you whatever you ability the mask has it shares it to other people in their vicinity. So normally the yep. mask of shielding only works on the character who's using it. But if he had the, the Nuva mask of shielding, he would shield everyone around him as well. Which I so, thought was a, I thought was a pretty fun idea. Well, no mask I think is like the mask of translation, right? Translation. So uh, yep. yeah. So how much more helpful would it be if you're looking at a scroll? That no one else can read except for that the mask of translation. Now everyone can read and it. And now everybody can read it. I mean, having just one person explained it to everyone else what it is. It cuts out the middleman. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So. Feels pretty good. Um, two very quick mentions of non-bionicle stuff, and then I'm going to do uh, a little bit of the quote-unquote, for lack of a delicate term, good cop, bad cop on the other two bionicle stuff too. Um, right. But anyway, there, there was a story, a creative story that I did in high school that was titled Through the Mist. No right. idea what that story is about, right? Uh, basically, it was a character who was a very similar place in life to me, and he dealt with bullies and he dealt with love, and it was kind of a subconscious response to the fact that I was thinking about, you know, rebelling against my parents because all teenagers do, and it right. helped me. I think your brother actually started that. appreciating more once I ran away from home that one time. That's a story for another. That's day, a I guess. story or maybe not for ever. a different podcast. But anyway, <laughs> right? But like, point is, your brother used to hate me, but then when I did that, you're like, oh wow, he's actually a fellow human. Okay, so. <laughs> sure. Anyways. But anyway, uh, but it was it was just a story. I, I had to actually finish it. It was a completely fin. It was a completely done story because it was a creative project. Unlike my nano right. stuff. I'll talk about Nano later. Unlike my Nano stuff uh-huh. where, you know, I get to 50,000 words and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Whether the story mm. is or not. <laughs> 50,000. Okay, I, I need to sentence since isn't finished. So, But it, if I finish the sentence, it'll be 
5,002. I can't do that. I have to fit it right can't at 50,000. I can't do it. Okay, well, I always, I always exceed 50,000, but it's not like I keep oh, writing well, the story after <laughs> Anyway, and the last, the last quick mention I'm going to make is another tag story. This one is, a, again, based off of a superhero thing, and it's creating an alter ego <gasps> with a former roommate of mine, not, not Donald, a former roommate of mine, and it's an add-on story. So this I, is the doctor, right? No, this is the other roommate. Anyway. Um, oh, for God's sakes, how many roommates do you have? Four by my last count. But anyway, this is the one who I was his best man. Anyway, oh, okay. Um, he he'll write a he'll write a bit and send it to me, and I write from I write on from there. So wherever he left it in the story, that's where I start from, and it's really fun. Uh, we do we do quite a bit of planning, and it's been a great story. This is a, a lot more recent. I do need to point that out. A lot more recent. Right. But um, it did start before we started this podcast, which was kind of our kind of our line. Because we didn't want to talk yeah, about too much stuff that we did, you know, like we're because doing now. Because if we're writing it during the podcast, yeah, we're, we're better than podcast, you. It's what we've written, not what have we once written. But yeah, and, yeah, and, we're, and we're better than you. And we're better than you, so that doesn't help. And anyway, um, this <laughs> this story though, you know, the story has gotten better as it's gone along, and we've gotten more invested in doing it, so that's really fun. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, the main the main point of this, there are a couple of other. There are a couple of other Bionicle fics, and I wanted to talk about them in a little bit more depth. The first one is a, a very fun idea that I had because I'm a music nut, as you may know. And so I thought, what if the Matoran tried like forming an acapella group, a, a choir of sorts? And so I wrote <laughs> right. this comedy called Matoran Acapella. And <laughs> I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the gym, the the gimmick. Uh, it followed Jaller, who is a very prominent Matoran in the original storyline, as well as right. a couple of. Friends. I think his name was actually still pronounced Jala, based on Mask of Light. But well, spelled I spelled Jala. it. Well, I spelled it Jaller, but anyway, um, it is spelled. That is how it's spelled afterwards. But right, yeah. right. But anyway, okay. so he and his friends form a choir of all the Matoran, and theoretically, hijinks ensue. Uh, the the short version. This was. I wish I had thought of this joke before. <laughs> you know, giving up on Uh the comedy. But one of my commenters, I I did post a little bit of this on BZP as well. And one of the commenters said, you know, given that there's only like one sixth of the entire race that's female, maybe there should be like a voice balancing issue. (laughs) That's true because a lot of times you have to have balance in order to make sure that some of the choirs are like higher pitched, some of them are lower pitched, right? Exactly. A lot of lower pitched stuff. Maybe the exactly. maybe the female voices in um well like the idea, that, the idea sound that like there they sound enough. like chipmunks to try and balance it out I don't know. <laughs> that they weren't that there weren't enough females was the thing and I right. and I'm like ah oh, dang it I should have thought of that the entire rest of the people have to inhale a bunch of helium before recording but anyway <laughs> in order to try and balance uh, it out. but anyway you you remember a little bit of that because you were on BZP at the time so here's what I'm gonna right. do I'm gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play cops on this one I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call heads since it came from my idea if i'm wrong you get to pick what you do <laughs> i'm <Okay>. wrong it's tails <laughs> i'm okay so that means that means i automatically i automatically get to be the um well for this story since it was since it was a bad story that's going to be easier so i get to be the good cop here <laughs> okay so my so why was it worth is... so why was it worth scrapping <laughs> so what which one of these all of them or uh Matora, Matora 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 it was worth scrapping because, well, one, the thing you said about the voice balance issues, and the fact that you didn't dare to capitalize on that. How dare you? <laughs> 
Also, um, one thing I, I remember, I think, I mean, I don't remember the story too well, but I remember that when you did the songs, whenever you had to perform the songs, the songs themselves were totally serious. That was a wasted opportunity. It was, a, <laughs> they should have been silly. Well, okay. Well, okay. serious, but not serious. Like, I, I had a song that I heard, uh, that I heard, and I just, an, an accidental mispronunciation was actually the genesis of this whole idea. Like, really? Um, <laughs> yes. It was literally, okay. uh, so, so the lyric of a song was turn of a key. So like key in a door. And I accidentally said that once turn of a key. <laughs> oh, right. Like the mask of light, the Avaki. No, 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 I no, think no, it's no, no. That's the Avoki. No, the Vaki, the enforcers from Metro Nui. <laughs> oh, right. Not to be confused with the Vaki, <laughs> the mask of time. So many names in Bionicle sound so similar. You know, there's a separate characters in Bionicle called Krakua, Kreka, Kraka, and Krika. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but anyways, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those things that was the brainchild for this thing. And it became a lot bigger than it was from that humble origin, but I did right. stop. Hey, how can we get to defend your stance? Yeah. Oh, I guess because you said, okay, so. Never mind. So I, so I get to, so this, why it's a good idea. No, I get, I've got, no, so I'm never, really tired. So keep Because going. I'd never seen anything like it before and never since mm-hmm. either. I've never seen anybody atro- approach a musical cross, a, t- a musical tie into Bionicle. So right. that's, that's <sighs> really neat. This is really, I'm really exhausted. <laughs> I'm let's, sorry. Let's power through it. That's okay. Right. Oh man, this little behind, peek behind the curtain. This podcast has taken hours to record. There's been a lot of technical <laughs> difficulties. So. Let's let's keep going. All right. All right. So the, so the last one for my for this segment is the uh, story about two Matoran brothers. One of them goes away and he becomes a very very different person. And the names their names were Naskama and Motahu. Neither of right. them are very very great names, especially because they sound extraordinarily similar to previously existing characters. But um, these two brothers would you know end up running into each other again, basically on opposite sides and have to reconcile. One of them becomes a Toa. The other one becomes a villain. And I never really finished it, but I I spent a lot of time working on that. And it was, I thought it was a pretty good story. So you get to call it in the air this time. You get to call the coin. Okay. Uh, Masks are on heads. So heads. (laughs) All right. Flipping now. It's heads. What do you want to be? Um, I guess I'll be to, for variety's sake, I'll be pro. Um, so all right. Um, I liked the, what you did with that. There's a lot of potential to be had with um them being like one of them being a good guy, one of them being a bad guy. Especially if one of them is a Turaga and the other one isn't. Although I think it'd be kind of cool if they both became Turaga, but one of the um, Toa. I mean, you mean sorry. Toa. Yeah, both of them became Toa. And, again, I'm really tired. Both of them became Toa, and one of them became evil. Still, I mean, that it's more of a challenge. But at the same time, though, it's kind of interesting to see how can this guy who's still Matoran propose a threat to a Toa. So exactly. that's kind of cool. So, um, one of my favorite story arcs in Bionicle involved, like, a bunch of Toa having to deal with one crazy Matoran, so, um, who, like, had a bunch of Rahi beasts that he kept for a long time, I don't know if you remember that. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Right, that yeah. one. What was that guy's name? Who, I don't remember, who cares? <laughs> Mavra, that was his name. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. So, true to form for the 13th episode, I really should have expected this, but we ran into some severe technical difficulties, and Matt David's computer kept shutting off. It, like I was saying there at the end, I was super exhausted. We were going to try and re-record it again, but, you know, he's in Japan, so we have very few windows and when to do it. So we just agreed to just have this ending note here where I just do the end of it solo by myself, just explain what happened. Actually, wait, no, I'm not by myself. I'm with my little birdie, Penny. Can you say hi, Penny? 
Hi, Penny. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Penny. Uh, thank you for introducing yourself. <laughs> if you like what we were talking about here, we will happily finish this and talk some more about our other stories that we were planning on talking about, but of course never happened. Uh, so, um, yeah, let us know. Um, you can find us, um, you can email us at matt at matthewdonaldcreator.com. You can use your own email account or the one on my website, which is www.matthewdonaldcreator.com. The link's in the description of the podcast, as it always is. Isn't that right, Penny? Ah, you're, you're doing good as a co-host here. Alright, so, if you want to follow me personally, you, you can follow my professional Facebook account at Matthew Donald Creator, or my Twitter account at MatthewDonald64. Why 64? Because that's how many hours it took to record this freaking podcast with Matt David. God, too many technical difficulties. You didn't have any technical difficulties, do you, Penny, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, he knows what's going on. You should be my new co-host, Penny. People would love you. This is my cockatiel, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, if you actually look at the back of the Megazoic book, cheap plug, I know, but... <laughs> uh, so, it says uh, in the about the author, I live in Highlands Ranch, Colorado with my cockatiel, Penny, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so, that's the show for this month. <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to record podcasts. You said it, Penny. The Red Wing.